This is Brain Diet, episode number 80. I'm Taylor Ann Macy, and you are listening to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain good information. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode 80. We are talking about being uncomfortable. And the reason that I think this is important to address is because of how often I hear someone say, I just want to be happy. Or when they're talking about someone else, I just, I just want them to be happy. And I think that we are led astray when we put this type of expectation upon ourselves and upon others, or this desire for ourselves and desire for others to be happy. The goal isn't to be happy all the time. I've mentioned this many times on the podcast. If the goal were to be happy all the time, someone would have achieved that by now. (laughs) But no one has the capability to be truly happy all of the time. And so it isn't really fair to put that as a goal for ourselves when it isn't a really achievable idea. The goal for us is to be human. The goal for us is to have a human experience with a wide range of emotions. The goal is to uncover ourselves. There is a part of us that is existing and ready to be uncovered, but we have to drop into our humanness and feel our emotions in order to uncover certain pieces of ourselves. I want to talk about familiarity as it relates to this, as it relates to being uncomfortable. Familiarity feels good to us. It's important to know this because our routine and the things that are familiar to us that we repeat over and over again are getting us the current results that we have. For example, if you are comfortable being on the cardio machines at the gym, you know how they have a cardio section, Stairmaster, treadmill, bikes, all the things. If that's where you're comfortable, it's because it's familiar. Your brain has created familiarity around that. But if you want to grow muscle on your body, it wouldn't work to stay in the realm of familiar by staying only on the cardio machines. They would only continue to maintain your current body composition. They wouldn't get you a different result than what you already had. But this is what we tend to do is we want familiarity. And then when we want to change our lives, when we want to create something different, We think that the unfamiliar, the uncomfortable is a problem. And that's what I want to debunk a little bit today. Familiarity, it feels predictable and therefore feels safe to us. There is psychological safety in predictability, even though we never really are able to predict the future because there's so many things that are out of our control. But we somehow convince ourselves that because so many things have happened, throughout our routine and over and over again, that somehow it can be predictable that it will happen again in the future. And that feels safe. But when we want to change something within our lives, it requires us to change what we're currently doing. And it requires us to leave the familiar. So then it becomes our job to determine how we want to relate to the unfamiliar and how we want to respond to our brain when it deems the unfamiliar uncomfortable and unsafe. So if there is anything in your life that you want to change or a new result that you want to create, you have to get out of that primal brain that is bent on safety, 
familiarity, and efficiency. We have to examine discomfort a little bit and open up to it a little bit in order to change our life in any way. Our brains tend to think that discomfort is avoidable. And this is why we always seek the familiar and comfortable. In many ways, in many physical ways, rather, discomfort is avoidable. In today's day and age, we have medicines that can alleviate a significant amount of discomfort. We have thermostats that can eliminate any type of temperature discomfort. We have certain clothes and shoes that can eliminate a lot of discomfort. I mean, we're able to to wear shoes that prevent us from burning our feet and hurting our feet, whereas cave people didn't even have shoes to wear, right? Like there are so many different things that have adapted to create physical comfort for us. That isn't what I'm talking about. Emotional discomfort is very much inevitable. We just get to be the ones to dictate whether it's discomfort now or discomfort later. And I'll tell you a little bit what I'm talking about. Think about something that you really want to do, but you also don't want to do. For example, getting up in the morning. This is a really common one. People want to get up in the morning and do certain things to get ahead of the day. And that might be something that you want to do. But there's also a part of you that doesn't want to do that. There's a part of you that wants to sleep in, that doesn't want to get up in the morning. The same goes for losing weight. There's probably a part of you, maybe some of you, that want to lose weight. But there is another part of you that doesn't want to. So in terms of getting up in the morning, it's the discomfort in the moment, discomfort now of getting up, or the discomfort that you prolong when you don't get up for not having things done, for maybe having a little bit less time, being a little bit more scattered. Same goes for losing weight. There is discomfort now of maybe not eating some of the foods that might feel the most quote unquote familiar and safe, or there's the discomfort later of not being at the weight that you want, of not creating the body that you want. And this is something that we all have within us in some way, this dual desire that we want to do something and we don't want to do it at the same time. It's just different parts of the brain speaking to you. And it's not that one is right or wrong. But what I want to offer is that whatever this thing is for you that you want to do, whether it's something you know very massive or something minor, whatever you end up doing, whatever decision you make, you know, I'll just go with the getting up in the morning example. If you decide to sleep in, own that decision. Don't act like it's happening to you with, I just can't get up early. I, I don't know why I just can't get up in the morning. That's not true. It's just that there's a part of you that wants to get up in the morning. There's a part of you that doesn't want to get up early in the morning. And you're just simply choosing one of those desires that exists within you. Again, it's not that there is a right or a wrong here, but when you can take ownership over it, you can avoid this lie of, I just can't do it. When we assume, I don't know why I can't do it. It's just something that's out of, I'm not able to do. That's not true. And it leaves you completely powerless. But when you can take ownership over the decision, regardless of what it is, you are in power to say, no, I'm just choosing to sleep in. Not because I can't get up early. It's just a decision that I am making. Some decisions we make are made thinking that we've eliminated discomfort. Even sleeping in in the morning, we can think, oh, well, I've eliminated the discomfort of being tired. And that might be true, but any decision we make will have some sort of consequence. But I think that our brain believes this potentially because some discomfort and consequences can be far enough into the future that it makes it harder for our brain to clearly see, if I make this decision, 
then this is the very clear discomfort that I will experience later as opposed to now. And this is where procrastination comes in. When there isn't an immediate consequence or immediate discomfort of not doing something, our brain believes it's okay to choose comfort in the moment. If you have a project at school that's due in six months, it's easy to choose the comfort of not doing it right now, of watching TV instead, because the consequence isn't at the forefront of your awareness. And so your brain believes, no, no, I'm choosing comfort and I'm avoiding discomfort, period. But if the project were due tomorrow, you're more inclined to choose the discomfort of completing it now, of doing something hard right now, rather than the discomfort of not being prepared tomorrow. So this idea of I don't want to do this project, but I do, and the level of each side of desire varies based on your ability to see the consequences of your decision. And I also want to mention here, consequence can definitely have a negative connotation, and that isn't necessarily true. I think a more effective word would be effect of this decision, right? The effect of choosing to do something now versus the effect of choosing to do something later. What is the effect of that? Being comfortable doesn't help us escape the effects of decisions. Being comfortable doesn't help us escape problems like our brain rationalizes that it will. In fact, willing to be uncomfortable now will actually serve you, whereas waiting for the discomfort later won't. For example, I make sure that I do my dishes every single night. I like to finish the night with an empty sink, and I'll usually run the dishwasher no matter what's in there. It's just kind of a routine that I try to implement. And just about every night, especially if I've been working or the kids went down a little bit later than we had originally wanted them to, there is discomfort in the moment of doing those dishes. It's like, oh, I don't want to do them. That is discomfort in the moment. But the effect of that discomfort in the moment means that in the morning, I will benefit from that. I might have a little extra time or I might have a little bit more, you know, peace of mind because my kitchen is a little bit cleaner versus if I were to not do them in the moment, the evening before, and I were to put off the effect, put off the discomfort, I would experience discomfort later by having to do them, by losing a little extra time, maybe by being a little bit more scattered the next day. And that is just the effect of decisions, the effect of my willingness to be a little bit uncomfortable. I like to use the dishes example because most decisions we make in life are pretty minor. Most moments of am I choosing discomfort now or later, it's usually pretty minor discomfort. But you can imagine when you make a lot of decisions, a lot of very small decisions that require just a little bit of discomfort, imagine how those effects would pile up. The compound effect of all of those decisions of willing to be a little bit uncomfortable and the benefit that might create for you in the future. Being uncomfortable now, opening up to doing something a little bit uncomfortable when you'd rather just do nothing and watch TV and be comfortable, it creates more time later where you don't have to be uncomfortable. Going back to the school project idea, think about if you had six months to do the project and you got it done in a week, right when it was assigned, you would then have five plus months of no discomfort around this project because you would already have embraced the discomfort in the moment to then be free of it for the remaining five and a half months until it's due. Whereas I think sometimes we can carry discomfort with us when we prolong it, which is kind of ironic because our brain thinks that we're just avoiding it. Discomfort is a feeling. It's a vibration in our bodies and feelings come from our thoughts. So technically, you 
could try to coach yourself in a way to think new thoughts. If you're feeling discomfort, you certainly have the opportunity to look at, okay, what am I thinking that's creating this discomfort? And what might I be able to think instead? And that's always an option. We can always look at what we're thinking and question whether or not we want to keep thinking it. But oftentimes, when we indulge in looking at our brain instead of taking any action period, it creates even more discomfort because nothing gets done and you're uncomfortable in fighting with your brain. So what I want to offer in this regard is that discomfort is inevitable. For most things in life, you're not ever going to feel comfortable enough to do something. You're not ever going to feel better. And so what that means is that if you ever experience discomfort, you just do the things anyway. Instead of trying to think a new thought or try to not feel discomfort, we just recognize, yes, discomfort is very much a part of our human experience. The reality is we wish we could just be comfortable and do nothing all day long. But if we want to create anything in our lives, it requires us to be a little bit uncomfortable. So your ability to feel discomfort and do it anyway is what will get you different results in your life. The more comfortable you get with discomfort, the better you get at it. The more familiar you get with discomfort, the more changes and success you can achieve. Most of the discomfort that is required to create massive change in your life is not huge and massive discomfort. (laughs) It is just those many small moments. And so then this presents the opportunity for us every time we are faced with a decision. Do I do the dishes or do I do them tomorrow? And again, this isn't that there is a right answer here. It's just giving you the opportunity to be able to look at it and say, what do I want to choose and how can I take ownership over choosing it? When I am working with clients and they are working on losing weight, what tends to happen is they will have an urge that is like the first big one that they've experienced, right? So they'll plan their food every day and they will have a moment a few weeks into working together where there is an urge to eat something off their plan that feels completely intolerable. And what they want to make it mean is, I'm doing something wrong. This is way too uncomfortable. I must be doing something wrong. I should be able to feel comfortable as I do this and I'm feeling uncomfortable, so I must be doing something wrong. And the opposite is true. What is between where my clients are and where they want to be in their weight is feeling a little bit uncomfortable. And this isn't to be confused with willpower. This is a willingness to feel an emotion and not fight against it. Fighting against an emotion is exhausting. We burn ourselves out doing that. But when you are willing to feel uncomfortable, you're willing to open up to it, that is the ticket to ultimate well-being, is a willingness to embrace discomfort. When we can do this, it takes us to the next level of ourselves. If I'm willing to do what is currently hard for me enough times, it will eventually become normal and comfortable and familiar and easy. And then you have a new platform from which to up-level once again. This is how weightlifting works and strength works. You work on being uncomfortable under a weight so many times that eventually it becomes a normal number for you to hit, meaning that you have up-leveled your familiar realm and you, from there, have the opportunity to go up and get stronger, to then move into more discomfort. This is where I think there can be so much excitement in discomfort. If you experience discomfort and you make it mean that something has gone wrong, you just add more discomfort to discomfort. Whereas if you can notice that you feel a little bit uncomfortable and make it mean, ooh, this must mean something good is happening. It adds excitement and anticipation to what might be coming in the future. 
even just going back to doing the dishes the night before just to be a little bit uncomfortable and think, oh, I'm going to really benefit from this tomorrow morning. That feels good. It makes the discomfort so much less of a big deal, so much less problematic simply because of the way that you think about discomfort. Discomfort is crucial for change. And in order to create change, the level of discomfort in each decision is actually very minor. So whatever change you want to make in your life, I want you to consider your willingness to be a little bit uncomfortable every once in a while. Or even just to develop new habits. Are you willing to be just a little bit uncomfortable for the sake of developing new habits? Because whatever discomfort, unfamiliar level you are pushing yourself into that you work so hard to create, it will eventually create that comfortable and familiar again because brains adapt And that is how we create change, is we continue to push ourselves into the realm of discomfort for the sake of uncovering ourselves, of discovering what it is that we're made of. Brains adapt. We just have to teach them how to relate to discomfort and teach them that it isn't actually a problem. In fact, I would argue it means you're doing something right. So be willing to be a little bit uncomfortable. Open up to discomfort because it's inevitable anyway. If you are interested in working with me, you can apply at the link in the show notes of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) 